Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the best of Game Time Decisions with Gabe Morency and Cam Stewart. Let's roll. All right, here's the story I wanted to get to uh, as well. Uh, Aisha Curry, Steph Curry's uh, wife. You know, she's uh, she's got a cooking show and, like, cookbooks and stuff, right? Steph, did you get the milk? Yeah. So um, she actually has a restaurant in Houston. And it's getting crushed right now on Yelp in Houston. But the reviews aren't, you know, this is where it's, it, you're pretty stupid. If I was her, I'd just close the restaurant up and say, screw you, Houston. You know, because, so what? You're going to rip her restaurant and do fake reviews online? Because the Rockets lost to your team? Because Steph Curry beat you guys? Like really? Is yeah, this that's that's, that's your your big robbery? So you're gonna take it out on Aisha Curry's restaurant? And all you did actually is just give a restaurant publicity. More publicity, to be honest. And a lot of people will just even in Houston, I imagine, will go support her uh, now and support the restaurant just to say, you know what? We're not all stupid idiots. Uh, we're not all all, all stupid idiots uh, like this. Great point when you brought up Wendy's ripping IHOP when it went to International House of Burgers. There, uh, they they gave them free advertising. Smart move. I mean, here's uh, here's some of the um, the rocket scientists uh, that uh, occupy the city of Houston. This is absolutely the worst place to go. Her husband ripped our hearts out, and now she has the guts to open up a place here. I would never set foot in that place, even if it was the last place on earth. P.S. The restaurant is full of snakes. Uh, someone else reviews. First off, I'd like to start off by saying, how dare you bring this mess to Houston? We are good. We don't need this negativity. I can already taste the blandness of the food. The establishment might serve as dusty water and moldy lemons. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, somebody else says, if I wanted to have a terrible time, I'd just turn on a Warriors game. This has to be the dumbest name for a restaurant ever. I'd rather eat a Kentucky Fried Chicken for breakfast every day than eat here once or ever watch the Golden State uh, Warriors play as uh, the name of the place is Might. Capital letters, M-I-G-H-T. <laughs> Wow. Full of snakes. You know what's funny is, uh, yeah, you people basically uh, just gave Aisha Curry all the publicity that she needs. Yep. (laughs) Unbelievable. I bet the restaurant's amazing, actually, too. I don't know if it's amazing. That last guy's comment, though, having Kentucky Fried Chicken for breakfast every day sounded like uh, something I I would love to do if I wasn't going to die. I would assume that uh, Aisha Curry's, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's good probably like a better applebee's or something <laughs> a better applebee's how's the prices that's the, that's the key the, the the key is the price point i don't know applebee's is all the thing i like about applebee's you get those uh, two-for-one apps their apps are always uh always on sale and i like that god man see what we're paying like i can't believe the prices here 18 dollars for a pound of wings that's absolutely ludicrous man you can't even go out anymore see i don't i don't know what she serves though i don't know what her specialties are i don't either no clue. 
I'm trying to look for uh, for the menu here. I see you looking for things online, but I don't think you're looking for the menu. <laughs> no. I'm looking for horse results. What's the what's the menu? Can you find it? Nah, there's nah, no there's nah, no menu. Uh, that's pretty stupid though. That there's no so, menu. Yeah, so 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 Golden State beats you, and you're going to rip around it. it. Just the whole thing sounds pretty dumb to me. But whatever. You know, why would she pick Houston though? Well, she probably has places uh, probably opening up in uh, major uh, major cities. cities around the states. And uh, we've got a problem in Russia uh, right now. People people are having uh, too much uh, fun. It's only day seven of uh, the World uh, Cup right now. It's not even day seven. What is it? Was it day? It's day five. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, it's day seven today. It is day seven because it started last, was it Thursday or Friday? No, it started Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Seven. This is the seventh day today. Well, I guess you're right. Yes, that's correct. Tomorrow time, time's flying. Time's yeah. flying. <laughs> don't, don't worry, buddy. I don't know. I keep I'm think, living here, too. Like I, 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 I keep I, thinking it's Tuesday for some reason. Yeah, it feels like a Tuesday. All right, so they're one week into the World Cup, and uh, Moscow is already facing a major problem. They're running out of beer. Really? Yeah. Soccer fans from all over the world have basically drank all the beer in Russia. Isn't there a neighboring country that can supply beer to these uh, fiends? I've got to, uh, I've got to believe that they've got vodka. Great point. If you get off the wheat, you get, yeah, get on the vodka train or moonshine. <laughs> oh yeah, they got a lot of vodka. Restaurants in Moscow reported that fans have depleted their beer supply, and it's taking longer to get uh, get it delivered. We just didn't think they would only want to drink a beer, said an anonymous waiter at an upscale Italian restaurant. <laughs> they actually they stocked up on, like, uh, fine wines and, uh, and other hard liquors. And there's, th- this guy's surprised. Soccer fans apparently only want to drink beer. <laughs> Restaurants are the only ones having their stocks depleted. Resupply is taking longer today because suppliers are also now running low. There are really a lot of people in Moscow right now, and every single one of them is drinking. <laughs> Sounds great. It's hot, and it's the World Cup. Several beer companies, including Heineken and uh, Baltica, told uh, Reuters that they weren't impacted. Well, FIFA sponsor. Heineken's their sponsor. Uh, Anheuser Bush didn't uh, yeah. reply. The Heineken is the sponsor of the UEFA and all the other stuff. I know. So Amheiser Bush is the other sponsor. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Budweiser. Budweiser and Heineken. Which uh, pisses people off often. For sure. They were, because Budweiser outbids everyone. They actually, when, when, they, um, when they were in uh, Germany and uh, when, when they were in Europe, when it was Budweiser, where was it last time? It used to be Carlsberg back in the day. Yes, yes. Carlsberg was a big soccer sponsor. They still are, but not for the World Cup. The World Cup's so big, it's, yeah. it's Coca-Cola and Budweiser now, yeah. Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, I see you've been on the panel. These guys have the bottle of Coke yeah, and stuff Coca-Cola like that. Coca-Cola's like everywhere with the yeah. World Cup. But when, um, when they were in Europe, I think it was when they were in Belgium and Holland, actually, at the Euro. It was Budweiser, except uh, people are disgusted. Like, people can't drink Budweiser in Belgium. No, it's, it's to them, so, that's piss. So, basically, they had to agree to let the people in the stadium drink um, the local beer 
but in Budweiser cups because they didn't they didn't want <laughs> yes. they didn't want like Budweiser paid money. Yeah, they don't exactly. want people like crack, yeah. cracking back Heineken. Yeah. You can't and, be going, hey, I love Cronenberg. No, yeah, yeah exactly. we, they pay the money. And you know, in Belgium, there's a like like there's a lot of quality beers yeah. there and stuff. Like they probably take a Budweiser. That's, that's the thing. I mean, you yeah yeah. Tastes like piss. Yeah, like Russia. Russia's pretty Americanized actually. Yeah. And Russia's not a big beer-drinking com- country. They're into vodka, right? That's their thing. So that's another reason why they probably don't have as much beer as you would think. They want to sell their own vodka, can. Yeah, exactly. Beer shortage. They like, just yeah. didn't have enough. Yeah, we. you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah we've got vodka now. Yeah. Buy the vodka. Hey, the name's Stoli. Get drinking. I'd... <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> if you go to Russia, you don't drink the beer. You drink the vodka. Look, I agree. That's right. You said it. Russian beer compared to Russian vodka? It's like going to Japan and uh, ordering Italian food. <laughs> it's like, dude. <laughs> it's like going to Japan. No, the but, spaghetti and meatballs, Mr. Hiroshima. No, but when you're in Mexico, you yeah, drink yeah, tequila. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You drink tequila. Actually, Mexican yeah. beer and, uh, yeah, and Mexican, well, Mexican food. beer is all right. Yeah, yeah. But Soul or whatever it is. Uh, you, drink, uh, you drink tequila. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like if you go... You go to Jamaica, you go to Barbados, you drink rum. Rum. Yep. Like That's you what drink. You, the best the best of their country. It just seems that, you know, you would take advantage of the I imagine the uh, the vodka is extremely cheap there too. You'd have to believe. You'd hope. Yeah, it's it's the best put it in a Budweiser cup. And they're partying hard in uh, Russia. Looks like people are having a good time there. You'd be too. Like it's it's hot. Things are happening. Even the locals, man, for, with the way their team's been playing, like they must be getting absolutely pissed. Drunk, that is. Not not in anger. Just R- Russian chicks are smoking hot, too. Yeah. Russia continues to dominate. Russia. Vladimir Putin, eight. World, World one. Nil. Or one. Yeah, one. <laughs> yeah. Nil. No, it's, it was 3-1, Cam. I know. <laughs> It was a point I was trying to make of he's crushing, crushing. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that's uh, time number one that uh, Cam has jumped in and not let me finish my sentence uh, today and uh, tried to finish my sentence and gotten it wrong. So we'll we'll keep track uh, on the program. You broke a record today, Cam. It's yeah. like 30 seconds really? in. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to do the Sir, introduction. It's not doing too good, but continue your intro. Yeah. <laughs> so as I was stating, uh, Vladimir Putin now eight World one, uh, Russia wins five nothing, and then three uh, one. They just beat Egypt. Uh, the uh, game is concluded, and you know what? Russia dominated uh, Saudi Arabia. We wondered about Saudi Arabia and whether they had uh, rolled over, and uh, whether the uh, the envelopes had arrived, and the bribes had been made, and the geopolitical geopolitical backroom deals had been made between the uh, the kings and the princes of Saudi Arabia and Vladimir Putin. But uh, Russia continued this uh, today. And uh, right now, Russia is um, basically, they're moving forward. They're moving on into the group of uh, 16. Uruguay is going to need to beat Saudi Arabia tomorrow, which they should, except you never know. These South American countries are really sucking hard uh, in Russia. Uh, and then it sets up a, a showdown for the winner of, uh, of Group A between Russia and Uruguay, if, that is, if Uruguay wins tomorrow, which they really should against uh, Saudi Arabia. So a tournament's getting really interesting, and just as everybody uh, predicted, uh, Senegal and Japan would be in uh, first place uh, 
in that uh, that group H that everybody was very concerned about actually that group and lo and behold it's chaos it's total chaos no it's uh you talk about the word bleak in my neighborhood I live in little Poland lots of anger today lots of screaming in the garage watching the games f-bombs cars with Poland flags they're not doing too good Gabe that was a big big uh big loss for them and uh the neighborhood is very, very bitter right now. Uh, Poland, uh, Poland's uh, behind the eight ball right now. They really didn't look uh, very good uh, at all. Uh, yet they're still um, they're still in the mix uh, to advance. Japan's in a good spot right now. They're actually uh, uh, the favorite to win the group right now is actually Senegal. It's amazing how this tournament is uh, flipped, and it's 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 a wide open tournament uh, still. We can't overreact uh, from one game. Uh, across the board that these sides have played, uh, yet the fact of the matter is, man, the standings are whacked uh, right now. Uh, no, you know, really, nobody expected Russia to have eight freaking goals. Because don't forget, Cap, goal differential counts. There's no penalty kicks, right? There's no, uh, there's, there's ties. So it, Russia's in the catbird seat right now. Even though we haven't seen very many ties in the World Cup, in fact, like, great on. call. Like that, it, let's. There's been one. There's been two ties. Switzerland. There's been two ties. Portugal and Spain, Spain. and Argentina and uh, Iceland. Iceland. And uh, Brazil, Switzerland. Three yeah, ties. Three. Three, three yes. ties. That's amazing. Only three freaking ties. Soccer's known for a sport uh, for having ties. How many games have been played? And there have been three ties. Like, yeah, that's you said it. Like, that is a low, low number. I'd have to think double that at least. I don't know. To ask me how many games have been played, I'd have to add that up. Yeah, that's a good I point. don't know. <laughs> Three ties is low, very low. I don't know. A lot of games. <laughs> you said it. A lot of soccer. 8, 12, 16, 18, <laughs> 22, 26. I don't, I don't want to make your head hurt, man. That's, it's okay. <laughs> now, you know what? There's been, um, I'll tell you how many games there, there's been. There's been uh, 17 games. And only three draws? Yeah, there's been 17 games because there's 32 teams. Yep. There were 16 Everybody played through today, and then Russia and Egypt, Egypt were the first seven. teams up from that already played their second game. They're the only teams that played two games now, so that's 17 games. So, yeah, three ties. What would you expect usually, I would think, about in 17 know. games? Sort of a third? Yeah, I was going to say about five, five or six. Seven? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also, to be honest, a lot of times, Cam, people play conservative in, in the first game Good because point. they're like, well, let's just get a point and move on. And not let, you know, we don't want to be in last place coming out of this. It's amazing. I mean, the expect the unexpected, man. I mean, that that's just the reality of this stuff. Look, the over-under cam coming into the tournament for penalty kicks I made was nine and a half. I think today they're at ten. I think the uh, the leading scorer of the tournament uh, is a dude called Own Goal. Like, o- OG? Yeah, like who, who's got the OG? Yeah, the original <laughs> gangster. Own Goal. OG rules. Own goal. It's <laughs> it's all it is. There have been, and, and also, in all honesty, it's true. Like the own goals, I think it might be like five, six now or something. It's it's ridiculous. The first the first goal of the Egypt game today. The guy in Egypt like booted it into his own net. Like like you thought he would have been trying to score. Like we're seeing this on on a constant uh, basis right now. <laughs> and we've seen a couple of they call them own goals too. And I think this is unfair, Cam. Because the other day I'm watching a game, buddy on Belgium drilled the ball in the box, 
the defender put his leg up to block it. It went off his leg in and net. Yeah, how's that? His yeah, that's not an old goal. An old goal is kicking it yeah. in your own net. An old not goal redirecting like that, off that idiot that headed yeah. it on Morocco yes. that headed it into his own yes. net. You know what I mean? An old goal is to, it should be. It's a screw up. It's an error. It's not a. It's not a bad yeah, situation. Yeah, like it's not a deflection. No. Error. Like this guy, this guy was just doing his job. I think he was on Panama. Yeah, I, yeah. he's just doing his job. What do you want him to do? Yeah. Got balls coming Lukaku miles an hour, boots boom. a ball out of yeah. it, bounces off his leg, goes in the it's, net. Hits me and goes in. Sorry, man. Like to me, it should have been a goal. That should be a goal for the guy that kicked the ball. Yes. Right. Like an, an old goal, goal is basically a mistake. An old goal know? should be an extreme screw up. Yeah, but basically they don't they don't use any judgment on it. It's basically who the ball went off of. Yeah, and, you know, the guy in Egypt, it wasn't his fault. It was a bam-bam play. It went off his leg type of thing. But, of course, it ricocheted right into the net. But point being, I talked about this. And, of course, like an idiot, I gave up on it after a couple of games because it didn't happen when I did it. But I swear, Kev, you can get own goal to be first uh, first goal of the game in the 20-to-1 range for every game. And it's happened. It's happened like four times now. It's worth about 20 to 1. It's when you used to get a... And it's the same thing yeah. with the headers. It's basically yeah. like, well, the, the, or a penalty kick as well. Will the first goal of the game be a penalty kick? You get that at like 12 to 1. It's happened on more than one occasion. There's more penalty kicks in this than ever. And the reason is why there's more penalty kicks because they're going to review right now. There's been, been a couple of times where the guy gets taken down in the box, the ref on the field doesn't call it, then they go up to the booth after because they can, they they wait till the next sort of stoppage exactly. when the ball goes out of bounds, check, and they check, check and the they tape. yeah check the tape, and you know, that's what happened today with Mo Salah, like the ref on the field or the pitch, uh, didn't. Uh, <laughs> I like the pitch. Yeah, the pitch. The pitch sounds nice. The pitch. Why is it a pitch? Oh, that's uh, other things are called like a cricket pitch and uh, whatever. So they just because in Britain I, they call uh, a grass. The pitch, a, gra- a grassy place to play sports is a pitch. So we should call uh, a golf like, a golf a golf course should be a pitch then. You no, think? no, it's a golf course. Course. I was yes. going to say a football field should be called yes. a pitch. Yes, it is a pitch. Welcome to the pitch at Lambo. <laughs> Life's a pitch, then you die. Welcome, yeah, it's, you know, forty yard bomb down the pitch. I like pitch. I don't know. It's like why do they call golf fans patrons? They're just they're spectators. They're yeah. just fans. They're not patrons. So no other sport has patrons. No, you're right. I, don't, I was going to say horse racing fans are just degenerates. Let's see what else. Uh, what other going through horse racing is just bad people. <laughs> just, a guy will steal your wallet. Go to the tra- oh, dude, I didn't tell you the story. A horrible stuff happens. It's like my buddy. There was a murder at Belmont on the my, weekend. My mentor Ted Teven told me he said, "Gabe, I never once met a bad person at the track." Thinking that's yeah, impossible. That's a that's a pure lie, buddy. I, I know you respect the man, but that's a lie. So you sound surprised that somebody got murdered at Belmont? <laughs> no, it was horrible. No, no, no. And it wasn't like a fan in the stands. It was actually one of the girls who do, like does the walking and works with the horses. Oh. Her ex boyfriend got into the paddock and stabbed her to death. It's a huge story, man. It's absolutely brutal. Like, can you believe that? See, nothing good happens at a horse track. Amen. <laughs> You said it. You go to a horse track. Yeah, like, stick, to the, stick to the slots and bet on yeah, sports. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Poor girl. It sucked. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. 
Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, man. The neighborhood looked pretty pretty shaken down today, Gabe. I don't, any, I don't any know. Other, any other good news? Yeah, no, bad Besides news. Besides people getting whacked and uh, you no, got anything no, else no, to no. My, port, my, my, my neighbor from Poland looks like he wants to put a hole through people. I, I saw her, he was cursing all day. Poland His, Poland it, coming into this, I thought were overrated. Yep. And I apologize to any uh, Polish uh, fans listening to the program right now. But Poland showed absolutely nothing. Nothing whatsoever today. I get it. Senegal are pretty good, but Senegal essentially dominated uh, Poland. Poland looked disinterested. Poland didn't get a sense of urgency until there was about 10 minutes left. They were already down 2-0. Uh, in the match for one reason or another. And that's been a theme of this for, I don't know, like Germany didn't have a sense of urgency early enough. Um, Brazil has lacked a sense of urgency. Argentina you, you know, I guess these sort of bigger sides think they're pacing themselves. Yeah. But, yeah, Germany, you pace yourselves right into being in last place in a group right now, you know, by not getting more desperate. And having to beat Sweden. And you look at Poland, you know, it was un- unacceptable, unacceptable. Today, Colombia, uh, Colombia had a man ejected of the game like three minutes in. They played a man down and they ended up uh, losing. Colombia find themselves in a precarious situation right now. And we talk about this all the time, though, coming in. This thing's all geographical, people. It just is. It's like the the South American Latin countries do not do well, well in Europe. Europe. It's They've a fact. never done it's a well. Fact. Exactly. They've never done well exactly. going back into the history of the World Cup. And you go down the list uh, of the um, the South American, you know, the big time, sexy teams, Brazil. Brazil underachieved against uh, Costa Rica. Argent, uh, Argentina underachieved against uh, Iceland. Uruguay was lucky to beat uh, an Egyptian side that Russia just beat the crap out of. And Uruguay are a big-time team. Colombia loses to Japan. Uh, you know, we can go down the list uh, here. Uh, Mexico was victorious, but uh, Mexico is not a South American country. They're a North, North American, American country. Exactly. Yeah, they're with us. You know, people don't look at them as North America, but yeah, they're. You ever heard of NAFTA? I know they uh, want to rip it up. Yeah, we might not have NAFTA soon, but it exists now. Yeah, so <laughs> soon it's just. What are you going to call yeah, it? Mexico might speak Spanish. <laughs> and another instance is like Portugal. You know, Portugal is a weird country. Like Portugal speaks, uh, you know, they speak Portuguese, but that's what they speak in Brazil. But they're in Europe. Yeah, like Brazil, like Portugal's out of place, sort of. Like Portugal, sort of. Good, uh, good point. Jonah is like four languages. Yeah, like, like he can speak any language. I hear him on the phone talking to different guys in different languages. Like Portugal, like the style of country and the way that it is, it should be next to Argentina and Brazil. You know, but saying get out of Europe, come to South America. It happens <laughs> to be in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's so it's you know, next to Spain uh, as well. But nevertheless, so. Yeah, this this tournament's wide open uh, right now. Uh, still, the um, the favorite to win is still uh, still Brazil at plus four hundred. Spain right there at plus four fifty. Uh, France France didn't look very good in their first match. They're plus seven hundred. Germany are suddenly uh, plus eight hundred. Belgium are eight fifty. They didn't look great against Panama. They stepped it up in the second half. Argentina didn't look uh, very good against Iceland. England, there's not a hope in hell. England's winning the uh, the World Cup. Well, people are fired up for that uh, big win. Well, yeah, it's one game. Then you got Portugal that, I don't know, man. There's there's kind of value with Portugal at 20-1, to 1, I think, just because. 28. Portugal play up or down to the level of competition. But 
if you look at the match against uh, Spain, Cam, they were freaking lucky. It was a draw. Of course they were. Their defense, uh, they, like they Spain were the way better team. Portugal's got a. They could score goals, but they give up a lot of like goals. Spain, Spain dominated the uh, the ball. They sure did. Spain really should have won the game. You know, they, listen, they got sloppy in the first couple of minutes, and there was a penalty kick awarded. Ronaldo scored on a penalty kick. The second goal of the game that Portugal scored was a horrible goal that I would have stopped, literally and figuratively. Ronaldo just squibbed it at the net, and Buddy screwed up. <laughs> and uh, he pulled a Buckner. Good goalie, too. Yeah, great goalie. Manchester United. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and that was the second goal. The third goal was a beautiful free kick. Thing with Portugal is though they're not great, but they're hard to beat. They just are. They have that it factor. Well, they, all the games are close, and then this Ronaldo just does his thing. Magic. <laughs> I got him at twenty-eight to one. Not, I, I'm not sure they're going to win the tournament. He does though. it a lot too. He just does. See the lines for tomorrow. Portugal's they're uh, minus one sixty-three against Morocco. Take a look at the other two. Uruguay minus six hundred versus the Saudis, and Spain minus five hundred versus Iran. Yeah, we'll talk about this with big man yeah. on campus. Uh, we'll also talk NBA draft props as the NBA draft is rapidly approaching. The NBA uh, rumor mill continues, but I hate freaking rumors. This isn't a high school cafeteria, but uh, we can break down the uh, the draft props. That's something that we can uh, sink True. our teeth into, and we can tell you that. Uh, Last week, um, we talked about uh, the ugly situation with the Ottawa Senators and Eric Carlson and Mike Hoffman and his psychotic uh, fiance, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA is a league in which teams will absorb bad contracts, and I stated specifically teams like the Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> and then the Brooklyn Nets absorbed Dwight Howard's contract uh, today. And the first thing I thought was, damn, because that's like, that's something that uh, the Raptors should have been pushing Sergi Baca on. But I'd rather have Dwight Howard than Sergi Baca. Oh, big time. Yeah, I would too. Dwight Howard actually doesn't suck. Lots of reports, though, that in the room, the, apparently uh, the guys hated him. Like, just everybody hated this guy. Like, they, they're, they're like celebrating when he's gone. I didn't think he's that bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I because he, he was delivering. Because he doesn't try. Yeah, and you said, remember when we were doing DFS at the end of the year when he went bonkers for a few of those games? Like, you could do it every night. Why don't you do it every night? He could do it every night. But at the end of the year, when he went bonkers at the end of the year, he stated, well, I'm feeling motivated recently. It's like, dude, man, you should feel motivated every night. Thing is, because he's such a physical specimen, it's almost unfair because people want him to be better than he is. But he puts up these big numbers, yet... You feel like he could do better, that he's an underachiever, even though he puts up uh, relatively big numbers, yet inconsistent uh, big numbers. And quite frankly, I don't really think he uh, he gives a shit whether they win or not. No. And that's always been a thing with him in which he's just not all that upset about losing. Yeah. It just, it's, a, it's a job. Like, you know what I mean? And, and most guys, when you go to work in that type of a profession – you want it so bad. You want to win. You grind. Well, you whatever. Strange. It's a paycheck. Well, athletes don't really want to win all that much anymore, Ken, to be real. Who wants to win? I want to win. Don't you want to win if you play? At anything you do, you want to win. Everybody says they want to win. Who's going to say I want to lose? People don't do the things that it takes to win. You have to do things to win when nobody sees. It's all about the little things that sets you up for winning in life or in sports. So everyone can say, ooh, I want to win. Yeah, you want to work at it, yeah. But are you putting the work in? 
uh, to win? Uh, do you have a Do you have a plan for the future to win? And for the most part, you know, most people in life know. And, uh, you know, most people just complain. Ah, it's not my fault. I'm held back. It's everybody else's fault. You know, that's pretty much the, uh, you know, walk into any bar and you're not oh, going to hear that sob story. You're yeah. not going to hear a lot of people talk about how, you know what? I've really screwed up on myself. <laughs> right. No, nobody ever really says that. It's always, well, you know, it's, you know, it's, it can't be me. It's that the world conspires against me. Uh, but it's the same thing in sports. How many, how many NFL teams really want to win? There's a reason why the New England Patriots are there every year, because they are dedicated to winning. Are the Buffalo Bills dedicated to winning? No. No. I'm not saying they don't try to win. They sign players. They, they attempt to win. But they're not dedicated to winning. There are certain franchises, certain athletes. Like, if you look at the NBA, are the Minnesota Timberwolves? Is Andrew Wiggins? Andrew no. Wiggins is talented as hell. Is he is is Clay Thompson better than Andrew Wiggins? Probably not. No. Right? But he's but, a winner. But he he puts the the entire body of, of work into you know what he does. And we can go across the board in, in every sport. To me, I think the most competitive athletes actually are baseball. Baseball is such an individualistic sport. You won't see baseball players happy when they strike out. No, they're pissed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's NBA players that'll miss a free throw. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care. They get blown out by 18. They don't care. Well, baseball. Baseball player goes 0 for 5, yeah. strikes out. Oh, he's raging. loses 6 nothing. Yep. Nobody's happy. You know, hockey players as well. Hockey players will have that sort of compete, and the players will compete, but then it comes down to the does the organization uh, want to win? In each sport camp, there's only a few teams that ever win. Baseball is different because its success is third three out of ten times. You're doing a hell of a good job. You fail 70% of the time. Yeah. That's how hard it is to deal with. Like, you hit three balls out of ten. You're doing a, you're doing a great job, but you're failing seven times. It's a different mindset. But baseball teams, you know, baseball, only, only a few teams are all in it to win it all the time. You know, the Toronto Blue Jays, they don't care about winning. No. They would have spent the money when they were close. They got very close. Yeah, no, it's not just the money. They spend money now. Like, the Jays' salary cap isn't, like, amongst the lowest in the league. But they just do enough to get by, like people in life. You know, sports and life are always correlated. The Blue Jays do enough to get by. They field a team that doesn't suck so they can sell tickets. 500. That's all sports is. It's entertainment. The owners don't care about winning. There's like a handful of owners in each league that actually really, really get upset if they don't win. They've already won. They're already billionaires. Yep. Yeah. Don't, if you owned a team, you'd want to win. Like Terry, Terry Pagula isn't crying at night because the Buffalo Sabres suck. I'm not saying he's happy about no. it, but it's, he's not, loaded. Yeah, I know. it's not his be-all, end-all obsession. George Steinbrenner was obsessed Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft are obsessed with winning. Yes. They want to be better. They want the spoils. The Golden State Warriors are obsessed. That's why they're already great, and they bring in Kevin Durant. Most teams would be like, well, we don't have room for Kevin Durant. We just won the title, and, well, you know, we, have, we already have the three all-stars here. And no, they were like, no, no, you know what? We're going to be better if we bring in Kevin Durant. You know, it's it's a, the winning mentality or or a loser's mentality. But it seems like people have more of a, a loser's 
a mentality in today's society that we live in. You know, people will live vicariously through others and just uh, cry online all day. Yeah. I admit my failures. The world is unfair. You know? And look, it, it spins into politics. Look at the uh, right-wing candidates always win all the time now. The, and the candidates that are basically hated the most on social media, they're the ones that win. Like, you know, the, the left is big on typing away and hashtags, but they're not big on actual results. <laughs> the right do. Right. So, well, the right's a bunch of old ladies and stuff and old people that vote. <laughs> they're not tweeting. <laughs> they're not tweeting. <laughs> Trump tweets. It's a note to myself. Less less tweeting in my own life. It's usually about sports and picks, though, and props. Yeah, less. Uh, yeah, that's to do with your job. Yeah, Craig Martin says golf is the worst, and exactly, golf is a classic example of this. How many guys on on the tour really really care about winning, and how many guys are out there? How many guys are out paycheck there? Paycheck players. Lots of paycheck players out yeah, there. They're happy that basically listen. Yeah, I'm 77th on tour. I made $8 million last year. You're right. Year. There's a handful of guys. Does my life suck? No. no. A lot of them, hey, you're, all, you're, you're top 50. You're making tons of money. That's the best thing about golf, we used to say. If you met Bovan Pelt when he was number 13 on the FedEx list, you wouldn't even recognize that turkey if he walked into a Walmart. Like, and the guy's made over like millions of dollars. I would make it, if I was in charge of golf, I'd make it more ruthless. More money to the top. More money yeah. to the top. Enough of this, you know. Like what? a guy fifty six getting a good paycheck. It's freaking yeah. ridiculous, man. Guy finishes seventy seventh and uh, he gets a check for like one hundred and thirteen thousand dollars. It's an interesting way to look. I, I yeah, top and heavy. I, I Make get it top it. heavy. I get no, it. Other guys got to get paid, but just less. I get I, it. I well, it's no fear. I got to tell you, I got to rent my car oh. from Nationwide to get to the. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rich Beam used to live in his car. <laughs> you <know>? Remember? Yeah, <laughs> it's all like, in one. Yeah, no, but he was happy. Like, he won an Ultima. It's like Formula <laughs> One, man. Formula One. The other team started crying because Ferrari was too good. Like, don't own a Formula One team if you don't want to compete with Ferrari. Like, like what do you want Ferrari to do? Oh, right, yeah, yeah, we're going to dump things down and we'll turn our car into a Pinto so you can compete with us. We're McLaren. Wah. It's like, exactly. Like, you don't have the money to compete with them. Therefore, get the hell out of the room. You, what, you want them to revamp their entire circuit because, ooh, let's slow it down because Mercedes and uh, they have too much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's slow it down because, because poor poor Jaguar doesn't have any money, Cap. <laughs> You're right in golf. You know I, I mean? Like, I'm trying to BM, Team yeah. BMW is complaining. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BMW. Yeah, yeah, I know. You guys are uh, you're really broke, right? It's like, don't compete with them then. Like. <laughs> Red Bull's in the F1 business. They're doing all right. Red Bull's got money. Yeah, they got lots of money. Red Bull, t- Red Bull also has wings. It, 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 Red Bull does have wings. Actually, th- th- other than Tiger Woods and a couple guys, Gabe, you're right. I, in golf, I'm thinking, like, Matt Kuchar, to me, is the ultimate paycheck player. Just perma-smile, happy to get my $250,000 check. They're a competitive guy. No, they, no but they don't have the, they don't have the killer instinct of Tiger. Look at Dustin, Dustin Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, yo, oh, gee, shucks. He goes home, he drinks a bottle of wine, wine and he has Paulina. sex with Paulina Gretzky. Good life. He doesn't. He's not the type of guy... Who's a golfer on tour that is really resisting just smashing a club against a tree at the end of the round because you know, he didn't win? You know, a few of them. Tiger. I think Ty- Tiger, it bothers. It really bothered him before. Now he's kind of screwed. He's old. Tiger trying to win a golf tournament is like me trying to pick up a chick. 
It's like we used to be successful at it. We still believe we could do it, but it's not happening. As, it might happen once. As a friend, Marenzi. No, but it's no, like. I'm just uh, going to tell you, I'm not, I'm not your wingman or anything, but how the hell are you going to meet a chick when you're never leaving your domicile and doing shows all night? I'm aware, but it's like, uh, it's like getting, uh, getting laid, mm-hmm. but you don't win a master. Uh, you don't win the masters. You don't win a major. You know what I mean? He might win. He might win it. I got to be honest with you. I'd rather have a major because eventually you're going to get laid again. That that's the legacy. That's the ultimate prize. Having sex is hey, it's icing on the cake. But don't you want to go down? If you're a golfer, yeah, but not, the whole thing is to win a major. I'm not comparing it to. It's an analogy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, you know, I'd like to have a major and have sex. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't the point, but th- thank you, Ken. Thank you. No problem, buddy. But the fact is, yeah, there are very few, there are very few, very few athletes out there and teams. NFL owners don't give a crap about winning. NBA, NBA owners don't give a crap about winning. I think there's a lot of hockey players that almost want to kill themselves when they don't win. Hockey players. It's a different mentality. Hockey players care about winning. Hockey, the owners don't. The teams don't, for the most part. That's why it's the same damn teams that win. Uh, all the time in the National Hockey League, the same franchises are good. I think hockey players care at the time. I'll say they are they are more competitive. But today's athlete, they make too much money. And I'm not one of yeah. these people at all, you make too much money, take it away from them. No. no, the money's there, so give it to them. It's part of the pie. It is what it is. But the problem is, if too you, much money makes you soft. If you make that much money, you can't be... It's they're only the very rare people are still going to be ultra hungry and competitive. It's a great, I agree, hundred percent. After they get two hundred million dollars, you're right, right. They've already won. They grew up broke. They they have one hundred eighty million dollars. Win. And it's like, oh, boo hoo! I got knocked out in the third round of the NBA playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to kill myself now. Yeah, I'm going to jump off a bridge. Nobody cares about championships, anyways. I mean, we do as far as legacies, but people all remember a couple of years later. It's all—it's a business, man. It's all about money, man. That's what it comes down to. Phil Mickelson is uh, finally uh, apologizing. Finally uh, realizing. Well, I don't care personally. I don't care if he apologizes. So Phil Mickelson apologized for hitting a still-moving putt at the 2018 U.S. Open in a text message to several reporters. Mickelson, who previously had defended his actions on the 13th green in round three at Shinnecock. Noted that his frustration and anger boiled over, and he more or less snapped. Why didn't he just? That's we all know that. That's what he just should have said after. Yeah, that's it's what that, I said he should have said. That's what I'm saying. He should have said, guys, and started laughing. Said, guys, I really effed up, man. Yeah. And he goes, I'm. Uh, that's. I'm embarrassed. He goes, I got so pissed off at the hole. I want to apologize to all the other players, and you know, yeah. I really, you know, I want to thank them for not kicking me out. You know, but, but he instead, does, but he does it on Wednesday. And yeah. it just tells you that it's not truthful because his real natural reaction would have been that, but he didn't. He gave you the business answer. He so says, he, he, who cares? So he, and, and it also, you know, it's fake because he texted it. Why wouldn't he just, yeah. he wouldn't talk. Right? Exactly. He goes, I know this should have come sooner, but it's taken me a few days to calm down. My anger and frustration got the best of me last weekend. I'm embarrassed and disappointed in my actions. It was clearly not my finest moment, and I'm sorry. I think, you know what? I think that the only reason he's saying this now is because I think he is embarrassed. I think he is embarrassed, but I think he's only sorry. It's like people are only sorry if they got, got caught. caught. Yep, you know exactly. what I mean? 
He's embarrassed because he sees that, oh, shit. I did something crazy. These guys really are taking this seriously. Like, this is really not, this isn't going away. Or at least, yeah, ha, ha, it went away at the time because it was a softball interview and the crowd still liked them anyways. But I think he, I think the reality settled in. You know what? I really tarned my reputation here. I better say something about this because I guarantee you, if everyone would have laughed it off and said, oh, Phil, that was so funny and, oh, I was creative of him to think about the rules like that, then he wouldn't be apologizing now. Exactly. And I'm, I'm with you. I think the apology means Jack. I really don't care. You know he doesn't mean it. And uh, just watching watching his face and whatever when he did that thing, you know, he's unapologetic. Unpo- he's just doing it to try to save face, and I, I don't really don't care. I'm with you. I think it still tarnishes his image, and it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen on the golf course. So, you know what? I, I think the sport of golf, there's a lot of things I disagree with. I think the rules are too tight when it comes to, like, balls moving and stuff like that. And back in the old days, old ladies calling in and DQing guys. What he did was a disgrace. His wife, Amy Mickelson, says that uh, he actually, that Phil Mickelson actually went up to Mike Davis and offered to withdraw from the tournament. And Davis told him not to. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't believe it. You think you're calling Amy Mickelson a yeah, liar? Yeah. Why, why? Why would she? She, of course, she's going to lie for her husband. Why? And, and then, you know what? And then, why? Did, why didn't he just do it by himself? Then I don't. Did he enjoy that paycheck for he finishing? Could've, he could. Did he just, enjoy yeah. the paycheck for finishing P fifty five or whatever the hell it was? He still got paid. See, that's another thing. This just all also like BS. as well too. Yeah, he's apologetic now on Wednesday. For the record, too. He told people to, quote, toughen up if they had yeah. a problem with this after on Sunday. Yeah. A little bit of a different reaction. Amy Mickelson says he's a good man who had a bad moment. He's not perfect. I'm not. You're not. You might have a bad day at work or do something or say something you regret. Yep, true. When a player does it, it's on a very large stage, and there's uh, so much immediate reaction on Twitter and social media. It can be overwhelming. It's amazing to me how many times athletes now have their wives doing their dirty work. Like, you know what I mean? Like standing up for you or the Twitter accounts and all this other stuff. You said it. You could just should have done it on, on Saturday, be a man, take care of the situation. We wouldn't be there. But it was fake the first time, and it's fake the second time. So that's the way it is. You notice that, Marenzi? A lot of women are stepping up and doing, uh, you know, do, do it. like what, what's Amy Mickle? It's, it's Phil. Phil. Phil should be doing the talking, not his wife. Ricky Fowler was uh, played played with them after, and uh, see that's the thing though. A lot of the golfers, they're not. You know, Ricky Fowler said he thought it was funny. Really? Yeah. I don't see. That's the problem, right? It's not funny though. Yeah, but nobody, nobody, all, no. What players ripped him for this? The Brits, Lee Westwood ripped the, them. The British guys, yeah, yeah. who were right. Yeah, none of the. You're right. All the American guys. Well, we look up to Phil. We, we used to play him in cash. Where, where's Phil Dun- knows everybody. Where's Dustin uh, Johnson? Yeah, none of these guys have said nothing. Where's Jordan Spieth saying, you know what? Yeah. That's a disgrace that he did that. I like Phil. I look up to him, but that's a disgrace. No. None of them said it. And Fowler sounds like a politician. He's like, well, you know, yeah, I guess he could have taken the drop, but that would have looked funny. Fowler said. What? He could have saved himself a shot by taking it unplayable. Fowler said after the round, but that still would have looked uh, pretty funny. Fowler said he saw no evidence that Mickelson was weighted down or distraction out there. It's funny to, what, to take a drop. A million guys take drops all the time. It's funny to take a drop. That's what happened. You, you hit a ball out of bounds, you take a drop. You hit a ball in the water, you take a drop. You hit a ball in the hazard, you take a drop. What, what's funny about it? 
That's what you do in golf. Like what? What? Because the ball's rolling down a hill, Gabe, and he has to put it in a little circle. Here's my two-stroke penalty. I don't think I they kicked him out is, because bullshit. This whole thing. I think they didn't kick him out because uh, it's the Grand Slam thing. He's never won the U.S. Open. That's right. He hasn't won the U.S. Open. As close as he got was to Payne Stewart. Payne Stewart won that U.S. Open and then died in a plane crash. They've been waxing poetic for years about Phil Mickelson in the U.S. Open, and the re- reason he didn't get DQ'd was for those hardcore golf fans and all the other people like who work at golf clubs. He was the main feature in the early rounds, Gabe. They exactly. wouldn't have had any coverage. Exactly. Even though he was plus 15, you got to remember the leaders were plus 3. What are you going to do? If you're at a, if you're even at a bar or a golf club and you see Phil Mickelson on the TV, you're probably going to keep it there because next to Tiger Woods, he's the second most popular guy on tour. End of story. Phil says he's already looking forward to uh, next year's U.S. Open. Sure he is. At Pebble Beach. Yeah, Pebble Beach. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You, you said it, though. Like, none of these guys, that's the thing. Like, he's the older statesman, so Fowler comes in to defend him. And if it happened to any other guy, it would have been uh, an absolute shit show. But, uh, hey, different strokes for different folks. Some people play by different rules. So he can do whatever he wants. Camp, Sorry. Camp's in a... Uh, I'm a classic all right, type of guy. Cam will leave CCR. Blue, the red, white, blue, yeah. Cam's in a good mood because he got a deal on uh, big cans of Pepsi because they've got uh, gay pride rainbow flags on them. Yeah, two for one. Where the regular cans a buck forty nine. What'd you say? They even taste uh, They taste better? Yeah, they taste sweeter. It's like got a new formula. I don't know what they're doing with the gay pride can, but I'm liking it. <laughs> it's, it's full, chock full of gay power. <laughs> Power! Gay Power Pepsi. <laughs> Gay inspired. Extra sugar. Extra sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's chaos. Cam's talking to me during the break. He's like, you know what? His gay Pepsi's really good. <laughs> I said, Pride Pepsi. Yeah, the Pride, Pride Pepsi can's really good. Yeah. And then I got Mike Florio tells me into my headset, and Cam could testify oh, he okay. heard him. Call he, Cardano? Goes, he goes, listen, Cardano, call Cardano during the commercial break. He wants to talk to you. And I'm thinking, well, it's kind of serious. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> kind, kind of serious if he's like, once I call him during the commercial break, and then Cardano's like, what are you doing? He goes, no, I'm calling to come on the show. So once again, miscommunication, Florio. <laughs> Mike Cardano joins us. Mike, I don't know, how, how have you put up with Florio all this time, Cardano? Uh, he's my guy. He's actually my guy. <laughs> he's, he's your, so, I hate to know the other guys then. <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question. I'm driving. I I'm just, the car Flor- Florio's a great yeah, guy. Yeah, just, he's doing a great job. Bust his balls. We're just busting his balls. So, yeah, what, what, you, what, what, how did I make you nearly crash your car? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm listening to your, your interview here. And did you just have make two words have sex and create a new word? What, what, what the, is a rover? The Roval. Oh, yeah, Roval. <laughs> yeah, you like that, the Roval. Yeah, it's a new porn fetish. <laughs> Roval.com. <laughs> it's, uh, no, look, it's like a road course, so row, road, uh, on an oval. Roval. This is cutting-edge stuff here, Cardano. This is why you have us on the air. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm bringing... that no, no, that's what they're calling it. Who's they? NASCAR. Me. <laughs> That's like, what do you call it? What do you call a uh, thing with like half fork, half spoon? What do you call that? A spork. A spork. Let me ask you something, and this has been pissing me off too. Why do they call it like a pitch, a soccer pitch? Like, do you like the soccer? Like, you know, like uh, pitch instead of field. 
you're like basically like you're talking about college football. They'll say this team's in great shape, great conditioning. They're two a days. You notice in soccer, this team's very fit. Fit. <laughs> this team's very fit. It's the Brits. You know, it's not a it's not a goalie. It's uh, the goalkeeper. It's a keeper or a tender. Yeah, goalkeeper. Well, no, no. You don't see a lot that, of. You don't see a lot of overweight soccer players. They're fit. That's a good point. Yeah, they are right? fit. Oh, yeah, very fit. Very That's fit. a good point. It's not like golf where you can be like half a barn rat. Oh, yeah. You know? Half a barn rat's like. Imagine all the barn rats trying to play soccer, <laughs> run up and down the field. I told you, I saw Tim Heron lumpy. He looked like he was dead after a round, man. He's a big guy with a big boiler. And, Mike, they're going to uh, they're going to Qatar next time. Uh-oh. Hot. Are we, can so we do I a rem- Google the word Roval, that like is this going to be attributed to you or that or that's a word? That's a real yeah, no, word. No, no, it really is. I didn't make it up myself. That's um, yeah. Let's see. All right, Roval. Let's see what comes up. Roval. I'm almost scared here. Roval components. <laughs> Words with. I don't think uh, that's a word. It's like there's uh, no, no, because they're talking about it in scram- Scrabble. If Roval, it is a word. Roval. Roval is a, a cycling company. They sell uh, bike wheels. Makes sense. Yeah, Roval. Ken, if we if we if we're playing Scrabble and I use the word Roval, you're gonna let me pass with that? Got, I, yes, I yes. Part Got road cars, part oval. <laughs> Roval. Well, listen. It's the first time they're doing this, so it's new. So the word has just been invented. So Scrabble's got added now. Florio, word. Florio, call the son of the bitches up over Webster's Dictionary <laughs> and uh, tell them we need the word Roval in here. Yeah, Roval. Imagine, right. like, <laughs> dropping this to one of those kids at the ESPN Spelling Bee. Spell, spell Roval. One of the kids. Can, uh, can you use it in a sentence? Jimmy Johnson does well on a Roval course. <laughs> All right, Mike. All right, take care. Have a great weekend. This is Mike Cardano. Yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were call, I thought, yeah, because I thought Florio said call Cardano on the cell phone. You're on ding, ding, ding. That's what I heard, too. And then he's on the air. Clam Chowder's here. Any, anytime there's any sort of confusion or any sort of problem or anything uh, or miscommunication with. You blame, uh, you blame me or Florio. No, I was just going to say, well. When I trip on a cord? We know it's not my fault. <laughs> Can't be. <laughs> so. I was just going to say, anytime, like, you know, if you're wondering, what the hell is Florio doing? You know, he's a Bills fan. Listen to Game Time Decisions every Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern.